This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Without further ado. That's what the game's all about. All of a sudden you feel like you can't miss. Welcome to Buckets. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, joined by my colleague, professional better Raheem Palmer. You can follow all of his picks in the award-winning Action Network app, as well as you can get information on where the bets are coming from, where the money's coming in, all sorts of analysis, including we got lots of details up on the NBA MVP straw poll released by ESPN today. It mirrors what I found in a miniature straw poll we had up on NBA Bet on Friday. The market is off. Joel Embiid should not be the favorite to win the MVP right now. Nikola Jokic should be. The odds are on the move. You're going to want to check that out. I would not be surprised if Jokic moves into the favorite position over the next couple of days. Raheem Palmer, that's not why we're here. We're here to break down the Wednesday slate because this is the workshop. Each Wednesday, Tuesday night, sorry, Tuesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern on YouTube here. We break down the Wednesday slate and the NBA. We'll do the same thing on Wednesday at 7 Eastern for the Thursday slate. Make sure to join us then as well. We'll be doing a special Monday episode next week as well. Make sure to check all that out on Action Network HQ. Let's not waste any time, Raheem. Drop me that best bet for Wednesday. The Minnesota Timberwolves plus two and a half and money line. Look, when you look at these two teams, the last time they played in February, the Toronto Raptors, they made easy work in the Minnesota Timberwolves with a 103-91 victory. But when you look at that game, the Minnesota Timberwolves were playing on a back-to-back after an overtime victory over the Charlotte Hornets and their third game of four nights. Different circumstances here. The Minnesota Timberwolves are one of the hottest teams in the league right now. I mean, they are rolling right now. Outside of the Boston Celtics, there's not a team that's been better. They're 12-5. and five. Net rating 9.2, offense rating of 120, defensive rating of 111. And the Raptors, they've been solid. Three straight wins coming against the Cavaliers, the Pacers, and the depleted Celtics team, which rested their starters. But this is a huge step up in competition. I just think Carl Anthony Towns, he should be able to feast on this Raptors defense, which is 22nd in field goal percentage at the rim. And I, I just think the, the Timberwolves are the better team. They have the better offense. Raptors are just 27th in half court offense. Wolves are. 10th best defensive rating in the half court. The Wolves are, I mean, they're top 10 in transition points per possession on defense, and they can slow down this Raptors team that really only scores in transition. So I think they're the better team, better offense. Give me the, give me the Wolves. I think they win this game outright. Yeah, this is the first one that I saw when I looked at the board. I was like, really? We're going we're gonna to make the Raptors favorites in this spot? Um, I was surprised by that number popping early. We'll see if we, I, I'm expecting it to move. Quite honestly, I think this probably moves towards Wolves. We'll see what happens. Uh, I have this as Raptors plus one. So I've got Wolves um, minus one on the matchup. On overall power rating, I have this Wolves minus three and a half. So definitely getting value there, right? I'm getting almost five points of value on the power rating. First question for you, what's your cutoff number to play it? Probably would play it in a pickup because I I just think that the Wolves are a better team. 
So the minute that the Wolves are favored, you're out. Yeah, as soon as they're favored, I'm out. Just okay. I think you got to get that plus one. Okay. Um, and question: You have them on the money line too, so let's let's talk the money line as well. Let's say it goes to like minus one hundred five, right? It's like minus one hundred five Wolves. That's still playable, or do you want? To, do you need to get the plus number on on Minnesota? Yeah, I need to get the plus one number on that. Definitely. Okay. okay. Here, here's the devil's advocate because I'm with you on this. And I'm probably going to bet it. This is the problem. Toronto literally plays to the level of its opponent. Like that has been their thing all yeah. season long. Raptors at home versus teams with a winning percentage better than 50% via give me the dog.com. 11 and six straight up, 11 and six against the spread. That's 65% they've done this season. If we look at, if we take out home splits, we get to an absolutely just pretty disgusting 27 and 14 against the spread, 65.9%, 66% against the spread versus teams over 500 this season. Like the Raptors get up for the good games and they lose the bad games and that's who they've been. And so that makes me like a little bit nervous here for a Timberwolves team on the road versus all of this length and athleticism, a healthier Raptors team than we've seen for much of the season. And then if we look at the Wolves, conversely in this spot, um, trying to figure out like what's their win profile look like, right? Like, do they get it done? Yeah versus these good teams. And that's honestly been kind of a mixed bag this season. So my first question for you is, and no, I will actually, I'll, I'll take that back. I just looked this up on give me the dog. So versus teams better than 50% winning percentage, the wolves are 22, 16 and one 58%. So ATS. So that's like a good spot, but they've been dogs in most of those um, on the road. They're 10, 10 and one versus teams over 500. Let's see, as a dog, they're a dog in the spot, so that's maybe helpful here, right? It's like, okay, yeah, they, yeah. We, we think they should be favored, but they're dogs. They're 15, 14, and 1 against the spread versus teams over 500 as a dog this season. 11 and 19 straight up as a dog in those spots. Um, does any of that, does the Raptors' ability to basically confound us with this, like that's their win profile is they beat the good teams. Does that give you any pause? And it does, but I just think from a numbers perspective, you got to really trust the numbers. I mean, my model has this at a pick them. So I, it's both models. It's not, it's the post all-star numbers and the, 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 the full season numbers have it at a pick them. I thought that was eye opening. But also when I looked at that February, I think it was the February 18th game, the Wolves actually had a lead going into the fourth quarter in that game. Both yeah. teams were completely healthy. The Raptors were in a, a, a terrific spot. And I think the Wolves just got tired at the end. So when I look at that game and then I look at them getting two and a half here, and this is a must must game win for both teams. Both of these teams are trying to stay out of the play in tournaments. So I got to go with the Wolves here. I got one more stat in your favor here. Uh, This is via second spectrum. The Raptors are the fourth worst team in the NBA against teams that play at the level in pick and roll, which the Wolves do. And if you want like, okay, what does that, that was that mean? The Wolves are going to, the Raptors are going to run pick and roll. Fred Van Vliet's going to come off the pick. The Wolves are going to send two at him and get the ball out of his hands. I think one of the formulas, and we kind of have seen this, um, even the Celtics without their guys kind of did this. They pressured the ball handler. And that means that Siakam gets to eat, right? Siakam goes for 40. Siakam gets to feast. The Wolves, though, have more bodies than that Celtics team did. They have guys like Nas Reed and Torreon Prince. Um, and Jared Vanderbilt that can defend Siakam. Like 
the Wolves have the size to battle Toronto. So ultimately, like, I got to go with you. I think I can't get away as much as I hate betting against the Raptors versus a good team. I think you got to play that Minnesota has to be a play because they're, they're dogs at this point. I will agree with you. If by the time that you hear this on the podcast, this is moved to a pick them or the wolves are favored. It's a no play. What's your second play. You got anything else? Second play. Got to grab the five and a half points on the, on the Phoenix Suns. When you look at this golden state warriors team, they are really, 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 really a mess without Steph Curry in the lineup. I mean, this is a team that they just can't score. And Look, I mean, I know they're switching defense. They can kind of give the, the Suns some problems. But, I mean, the Suns are just a well-oiled machine right now. And you have a Warriors team that's just – they're just 3-8 and eight without Curry, and they're scoring 111 points more under possessions. And, I mean, a big thing, obviously the Warriors are going to turn the ball over. And they still turn the ball over heavy without Curry. The 29th in turnover rate, I mean, we saw the other night against the Grizzlies. Grizzlies kind of ran them off the floor – and I think the Suns can do the same thing to this Warriors team. I think five and a half, that number is kind of short. So I, I, de- I definitely would lay it with the, the Suns like right away because that number is going to move. And then you kind of make a decision about it later. But I, I like the Suns. I moved them into a parlay. That's like been my thing is I can't like, again, this is another number that don't be surprised if you wake up this morning and it's like seven and a half or seven, right? It's already, it, it opened five and a half. It's already six at spots. Um, I'm betting the the suns in a parlay like the sun's current you can get from minus 290 throw that in a parlay and you're still in a really good spot so for me um i think there's there's money to be found on just using the suns as a parlay pick here i don't mind them on the spread either i think they're good at six let me look my, my numbers put this about at warriors plus one you know i think can i get to six with steph no it's hard for me to get to six with steph but my numbers won't account for the drop off late in the season. Um, what's your post all star break? Have this up. Yeah, I have this at nine. Yeah, nine point yeah. four. That sounds about right. So, um, yeah, I, I think <clears throat> until the Warriors show any sort of like life without Steph Curry, like they're and they're part of this is also they're resting dudes. Like they're not worried about slipping. I think they should be a little bit more than they are, honestly. But. They're resting guys. Like, I don't know if they're going to play everybody tomorrow. Like, they're, re- they should be trying to get, make sure that they keep home court in at least the first round. And I don't know that they're going to get it. So, their approach has been very, very lax. And from that perspective, I can't, you know, the Suns who have nothing left to play for, mind you, are going absolutely after it. Like, they want to win as many games as possible. They want to destroy everyone. Like, it's personal with them this season. So, um, I definitely think there's value on that spot. Let's talk about one of the biggest games on the slate, which is the Boston Celtics taking on the Miami Heat at home. No Robert Williams in this matchup. I've got this on matchup at five and a half Celtics. Power rating, I've got four and a half. So it's between the two numbers that I've got. I don't want to play it. Um, I am curious, though, on your total. At 214 and a half between these two teams, what do you like the number at for the total? 211. I think the big thing is how much does Robert Williams impact this total? That's something I don't necessarily have an answer for. So I think the key here is that the the Heat, the, the Celtics still want to switch everything and the Heat still want to switch everything. And that should make it like this should just kind of cancel out. I don't think you need Robert Williams in this matchup. Like, okay. I don't think you need him versus Bam. I think Al Horford, Grant Williams, Daniel Tice. Because the thing with Bam is like Bam's just never going to get like maybe he'll do it in this game and make me look dumb. But mm. Bam's not going for 30. 
Like, I'm not worried about yeah. Bam Adebayo dominating this game, right? Mm-hmm. He does. He does like just enough for it to be like he does a lot of really good things and is a really good player without ever like dominating. If the, if the Heat win this game, it's going to be because of their defense, right? They're able to, yeah. to shut down the Jays by switching everything and and you know competing with them on that level. I don't know that you can stop Jason Tatum right now, um, which makes me lean towards Celtics a little bit, just because okay. It's a two possession game. Do I think that the Celtics are good enough now to win in a clutch situation? Yeah, I do. Despite their their all season long clutch problems, Heat have been really bad lately for a number of reasons. But Tyler Hero's back to help their offense. Um, it'll be an interesting matchup. I think. I think that you got to stay away from this one in, in part just because I can see this being a complete defensive slugfest. I could also see this being a game where Jay, where Jason Tatum goes for thirty and Tyler Hero goes for twenty five, and that pushes the total over. Right now, though, I, I just don't think you can fade Boston at all. Like, if you're looking towards the side, I think you've got to be looking towards Boston Celtics. And I, I just think this Heat team, they just, it just feels like, I don't know if there's something going on in the locker room, but this is not playing well at all. So uh, they're a team I want to stay away from until they show some signs of life. I have a, uh, <laughs> I have a gross game. Are you ready? Yeah. I think there's value in Orlando plus four versus the Wizards. Wow. Yeah. I mean, oh, you got to explain how you're getting there and how do you even approach betting Orlando based on what we saw the other night? It was probably one of the greatest nights in tanking we've seen this season. They literally just pulled their starters in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And just played the bench the entire way. I get it. In a winnable game. I, I get it. Um, here's part of it. The, the Magic have played better. Uh, they're obviously tanking, so I think that that's a concern. Um the Wizards are on a third game in four nights back to back. A lot of this is like, mm-hmm. think about the context of that game in terms of the tank yeah. job, right? So if they're up in the fourth quarter and it's like, it's going to take it a, something disgusting to lose that game. I don't know that Orlando does it. Orlando's probably like, eh, like, all right, fine. We'll win, I guess. Um, third game in four nights for the Wizards, right? Wizards. They were up in the fourth quarter though. They were up, they were up four. But not. I'm, I'm saying if it's bigger, if it's like, oh, okay. if it's not, okay, like, I got you. If it's going to take like a very obvious performance to get there, right? And we've got seen you. before, maybe it'll happen. Power rating, I got this Wizards minus five and a half. So mm-hmm. I get it. I just kind of think that the Magic have played pretty good defense lately, and the Wizards are so bad. I just don't think the Wizards should be giving four points to anybody. And I think that teams like Orlando, even though they're tanking their faces off, um, I think there's actually a chance that they can lose this respectably. And lose it within four, especially like, look, if this gets to five, I will be on Orlando. It's a maybe for me right now, but I think it's, it's, it's in that range. I will say even more so though, even more so, uh, how about the total on this game? Because I think that there actually is like value there. Uh, total is 222. I got this at 210. I think that this is going to be the, the magic can't score, but the magic defense has been like second best since all-star and the wizards. Yeah really without Beal and all their dudes and their, you know, so this might, even if this is a tank job and that tank job might lead us to like a low total, which truncates the spread because it just fewer points are scored in total. I, I do like the under though on the spot at two twenty two. I mean, when I look at my numbers, it agrees with both of those. It has the magic at, at um, 2.3 on the spread. And then it has a total two seventeen. Yeah. So like, it definitely agrees with both of them. And at least for the get involved with a tank job. I get it. I think at least for the magic, maybe you look in a first half or a, Ooh, a first yeah. quarter. Yeah, that's the play. Yeah, thank you. That's good advice. I'm gonna take the magic first. <laughs> that's what I'll be on. Um, 
because what you want to be doing in late March is definitely betting on the Orlando Magic. That's what you want to be doing with your life. Uh, <laughs> final one to touch on here. How about the, the Dallas Mavericks taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers in what's a pretty big game for both teams. Uh, Dallas, third and four nights. Cleveland's coming off of a rest spot. The Mavs have the Lakers and then fly to Cleveland. It's uh, Cavs plus four right now. I don't know what the status is of Evan Mobley. So I think that's maybe like the determining factor here is like, is, is Mobley going to play? Cause if not probably have to stay away from this one, huh? Yeah. Definitely think you have to kind of stay away from that one. I just don't know if they can score enough, especially against this, this Mavericks defense. I mean, even on a back to back, we're looking at a Lakers team that's not playing LeBron or Anthony Davis. So this could be an early night for the Mavericks, even though they, I mean, they still have to travel. We could see, you know, some of the top guys play 20, 25, 29, 30 minutes. So I don't, I don't think the Mavericks are really going to have to push it tonight. Is there value on Dallas then? Minus four? Yeah. If we don't I think, think the back, so. If we don't think the back-to-back is going to be problematic, what's the post-all-star that you have for this? Because that's going to really matter. I actually have it um, 4.1. Mm, but the Mavs are on the third and four. It's a bad spot. <sighs> It is a bad spot, but the Mavericks are six and five on zero days rest. There's just no edge. Just can't find anything. Yeah, there's just nothing there. <laughs> uh, I want to look at one more metric because for me, I like looking at these stats on cleanintheglass.com because I want to see how teams perform versus very specifically the profile of the opponent that they're facing. Not the quality, but like what type mm-hmm. of team are they? Um, Dallas this season. Yep. Dallas this season versus opponents that are top 10 in defense are 12th in point differential, 14 and 12 straight up, and they're plus 1.1 in spread differential. That's clean the glass. Let's look at bad offenses that have good defenses. There's not going to be a big sample on that, but I want to see it because that to me is, I want to know exactly like how do they do versus these teams in particular? All right, it gets a little bit more narrow. They're two and two, 19th in win differential and plus 0.5 in spread diff, but they're still plus on both of those. Yeah, there's probably value on mm-hmm. Dallas. If we assume, like, okay, they're probably going to beat the pants off the Lakers. Um, we're recording this on Tuesday. So if the Mavericks lose, maybe that changes this bet. But if the Mavericks comfortably blow out the Lakers, that reduces the, the impact of the back to back and that negates some of the, what the spread is accounting for. And that gets us another point here of what it should be. It should be like five. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just, yeah. it's, two, it's less than two possessions. Nah, it's, it's gotta be a stay away. Yeah. Mavericks I can't can, play this game. Yeah. The Mavericks can screw around and the Cavs can just hang in this. And then the Mavericks win it by like two. They've had, they've had very good luck in those kind of spots, but I don't want to trust them on the spread with that. Yeah. I can't play this game. Either. I'm not touching this one. No, I got, I got it though. What if we do Mavs sons, uh, money line? I'm with it. I'm, I'm totally with it. Like, maybe that's the play. Is we just do... We just, I mean, you could do... I mean, if you really want to get crazy, you could do Mavs, Suns, Nuggets, um, Pelicans. <laughs> the Blazers aren't winning a single game for the rest of the year. Maybe the Pacers aren't either. Mavs, Suns gets you to plus 105. Mm-hmm. If we take... You wanted the Nuggets in that spot? Yeah, Nuggets get, or, the, or, the, or the Pelicans. I get nervous with, with Nuggets, man. That team, that team, when it looks bad, looks so bad. Um, and then Pelicans, who are minus 800. A four-teamer goes Suns, Mavericks, Nuggets, Pelicans, and that only gets us to plus 182. 
I'd rather just take the plus 105. Yeah, it's, it's better. To, <laughs> I mean, if you just wanted to get crazy and you want to get some plus money because those two teams aren't losing tomorrow. Yeah. All right, that's going to wrap it up for the workshop. Make sure to check us out tomorrow, 7 o'clock Eastern on YouTube. You can find the show as well as wherever you get podcasts. And then we'll be back for the big picture on Friday. Make sure to download, subscribe, hit the five-star likes, get us the reviews, help us out, spread the word about buckets because it helps us out so much. For Raheem Palmer, I'm Matt Moore. Thanks for joining us. Let's get buckets.